Hi, this is Joe Serencioni. I'm a distinguished fellow at the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft in Washington, D.C., and I'm joined today by Negar Mortazavi, a journalist and political analyst and host of the Iran podcast. Negar, thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Joe. It's my pleasure. We're going to talk about the crisis in U.S.-Iran diplomacy right now. Both sides, both in Washington and in Tehran, seem to want to get back to the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the, the Iran deal, as it's known, that blocked all of Iran's pathways to a bomb and uh, had the U.S. dropping sanctions and uh, allowing Iran to sort of re-enter the Western uh, business and financial networks. Trump left that deal in May 2018, and then Iran waited a full year before saying, look, if, if the U.S. is going to violate the deal, we will too. And they started taking steps to put in more centrifuges, to go back to doing things that have been prohibited by the deal. And now, Negar, we seem to be in a position where both sides are playing a dangerous game of nuclear chicken. They're racing down the road towards each other, each demanding that the other side swerve first. What worries me is that we're running out of time to, to find a diplomatic solution to this before we have a car crash that could blow up the deal that both sides actually want to re-enter. How does this look to you? I agree with you, Joe. And, you know, I'm mostly worried about time because we have an important date coming up in Iran. It is the presidential election that's happening in June. This administration will be outgoing, and it's very likely that a hardline president administration will win. That will be combined with the current hardline parliament, and that will make things even more complicated for the Joe Biden team. So every day or every week that they delay this process of a return to the deal or diplomacy and engagement with Iran will make things harder for the moderates, for the pro-diplomacy camp in Tehran, and actually make things easier for the hardliners. So the delay, I think, and both sides in Washington and Tehran is really uh, a winning situation for hardliners and hawks on both sides, and it will just make things more complicated for the diplomats, for the two sides who actually want to engage with each other and resolve. Problems. Let me ask you about that, because there seems to be a current of thought in the Biden administration that delay is on its side, that Iran has to come back to the deal. They really have no choice. And so what they want to do is they're playing the leverage game, you know, keeping all the Trump sanctions, basically keeping the maximum pressure campaign that, that Trump promised would bring Iran to the negotiating table, which never did. And then they're piling even more on. For example, they want to pass a motion at the IAEA Board of Governors this week that would uh, criticize Iran in some ways fairly for not uh, fulfilling its nuclear obligations under the Non-Proliferation Treaty. But all of this makes it more difficult for the Iranians to get back to talks. How does this look from, how does this play out with the politics inside Iran right now? Joe, I agree with you. Every day that has passed from the Biden administration is another day continuation of Trump's maximum pressure policy. It might not be the Trump era, Trump may be gone, but his policy is not gone because this is the legacy the Biden team inherited. And that's how um, both the uh, government officials and also average Iranians see things from Iran. For an average Iranian on the ground, unless some relief in sanctions happens, life hasn't changed. The economic mm blockade or the pressure still continues as if Trump has never left. You know, the 
political discourse in Washington has changed. It's become more civil. There are no uh, crazy tweets anymore. But as far as the economy and the sanctions and the pressure, nothing has changed on average Iranians. And that worries me because the delay is really not going to win any extra points for the Biden team. If this was the Trump team, it would be different thinking because they weren't planning to return to the deal. You know, they were they were planning to unravel it anyways. But if Biden wants to return to JCPOA, the delay is not going to win him any extra brownie points. And I think it will just make things more complicated if he hits the well, look, campaign. You know, in some ways, with P- President Rouhani and Foreign Minister uh, Zarif, the U.S. has got the best negotiating partners it's ever had with Iran. Exactly. We, right. These guys want to make a deal. Both you and I have both met these people on in, 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 in numerous occasions. But when does time run out for them? You know, how much time do you think they have before it becomes impossible to return to talks? Well, there's a, a thinking that I keep hearing both in Tehran and Washington that maybe it's better that you let the hardliners come in and then that in that way you'll just go negotiate and talk to a unified body of the Iranian politics. But let's not forget we already experienced that under the Ahmadinejad era. We remember how, quote-unquote, negotiations when mm-hmm. happening when Mahmoud Ahmadinejad was president in Iran. Go talk to U.S. diplomats from back then, how talks were supposedly happening, but nothing moved forward. So I'm just worried that there will be a return to that, that this time is short. And, you know, there have been windows of opportunity in U.S.-Iran relations over the past four decades that have been lost time and again. I'm just worried this might become another one. Well, let's hope the Biden administration can get its act together and get get back to the table before it's too late. Nagar, thank you so much. It's been a great six-minute conversation. Thanks, Joe.